All right. Good morning, everybody. My understanding is that we now have a seat for everyone. So welcome, welcome, welcome. So welcome to the D.C. ACB Board of Directors meeting on Saturday, uh, the 22nd of February. So this is an outstanding crowd. I, as Rick said earlier, we, we, we agreed to put the board meeting on ACB radio, and we have the most in-person participants we've ever had. So who knew? Yeah. So um, first, before we get started uh, with the official agenda, I just want to remind everybody that we are on ACB radio for the first time, broadcasting our board meeting. So let's say good morning, ACB. And second, I just before we get started, I want to say thank you to Rick Morin. I mean, for, for those of you who do not realize it, uh, Rick does our AV at the convention as a volunteer, but then he also volunteers to help at Sagebrush, and then he volunteers of his time to come to our leadership conference. So Rick got here Thursday at midnight and immediately started setting up the sound system for our workshop that we had yesterday, which of course was in a different room. So then he had to set up the board meeting for, for today, and then we'll have to set up a ballroom and a breakout room for Sunday and Monday. So Rick is the hardest working man in show business. So Rick Morin, thank you so much. Oh, we thank we thank you. Yeah. Are the are the ALD people up on ALD? Yeah. Now remember, you gotta say you gotta say thank you three times. That's right. Okay. <laughs> we'll say we'll say we'll say thank you again. That's right. Yes. Uh, all right. Very good. So now we'll get started with uh, we've had the call to order, and then we'll turn it over. Um, item number two. We'll turn it over to Denise Colley uh, to do roll call and an introduction of guests. Denise Colley, our ACB secretary. That was a that was that was a gong from our media past president. Welcome, Denise. Just give me a second here, Denise. Okay, you've got a mic. Okay. Do you want it somewhere else? No, that's fine. All right, Dan Spoon. Here. Mark Reichertz. Not here. Ray Campbell. Here. Denise Colley. I'm here. David Trot. Here. Kim Charlson. Here. Jeff Bishop? Here. Donna Brown? Here. Sarah Conrad? Here. Dan Dillon? Here. Katie Frederick? Here. Jim Crott? Here. Doug Powell? Here. Pat Sheehan? Here. Michael Talley? Here. Jeff Tom? Here. And from the BOP, Deb Cook-Lewis? Here. Staff, the uh, D.C. office, uh, Eric Bridges? Here. Clark Rackpaul? Here. Uh, Claire Stanley? Uh, Tony Stevens. He will be in one second. Kelly Gask. Here. Uh, Sharon Lovering. Okay. Not, not, not here. All right. From the Minneapolis office, Cindy Van Winkle. Here. Nancy Becker. Here. Anybody else from that office? No. Okay. Contractors, Tom Tobin. Here. JoLynn Bailey-Page. Uh, Jason Kaskenguay? Uh, he's on Zoom. On Zoom, okay. Debbie Hazelton? She's on Zoom. She's on Zoom. Any other contractors? 
Hey, Mr. P uh, can we have a, uh, somebody go around with a microphone to yes. get guests? We'll start up here. Carol Flickinger from Iowa. Don Coors in Indianapolis. Zelda Gebhardt, North Dakota. Trampas Brown, North Dakota. Oh. Your guest. Mike Moran. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Rick Morin, Boston. Connie Sims, South Dakota. Dan Sipple, Randolph Shepard, Vendors of America. Donna Hepper, North Dakota. Alan Peterson, North Dakota. Chris Gray, St. Louis, Missouri. Gail Crossan, California. Deanne Hart, Indiana. Peggy Garrett, Texas. Michael Garrett, Missouri City, Texas. Gina Mowry, Iowa. Carrie Chapman, Iowa. Lori Trujillo, Iowa. Rhonda Trott, Alabama. Janet Dickelman, St. Paul, Minnesota. Leslie Spoon, Orlando, Florida. Steve Bauer, California. Karen Campbell, Illinois. John McCann, Tucson, Arizona. Frank Q to Washington State. Joel Valdovines, Washington State. Kenneth Simeon Sr., Texas. Barbara Salisbury, Indiana. Carrie Muth, Oregon. James Edwards, Oregon. Did we miss anyone? Okay. Mr. Chair, that completes the call of the roll and introduction of guests. Thank you, Denise. Wow, thank you all for being here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What a great turnout. Wow. That's a, it's fantastic. All right, uh, item number three on the agenda is the review and approval of the agenda. So we had one was called to order, two was introduction of uh, uh, roll call and introduction of guests, uh, three is review and approval of the agenda, uh, four is review and approval of meeting minutes. We have three sets to approve, October 18th and 19th fall board meeting, uh, November 11th and 18th uh, budget, budget meeting, and January 23rd, a telephonic board meeting. So those three, uh, well, that's item number four. Denise Colley will read us, lead us through the minutes. Number five is our mission moment. That will be Eric Bridges and myself, and we're going to be celebrating the volunteer posse with Cindy, Mary, Leslie, Lori, and Jane. Uh, six is our consent agenda. For those who haven't had a chance to be uh, at the fall board meeting, consent agenda is, is for items we have our staff submit reports. They submitted about a total of 10 reports. Uh, the board has had an opportunity to read those uh, those reports as part of their homework. So the consent agenda, when we get to that, we'll, we'll identify the reports that were part of the consent agenda, and then we'll make a motion to just approve the consent agenda and not have to read through all the reports. So we have, um, <laughs> yay team, okay. So A, uh, a in the consent, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you, sister, all right. <laughs> all right, so A on the consent agenda is our financial reports uh, submitted by Nancy Becker. 
Uh, B on the consent agenda is Sharon Lovering's nutshell report on the Braille form and the E form. Uh, C is the development uh, report from Tom Tobin and Joe Lynn Bailey Page. D is the advocacy uh, highlights report from Clark Rackful. E is the website and social media report from uh, Kelly Gass. And F is a whole plethora of membership reports from Cindy Van Winkle. So that's our consent agenda. Seven is the president's report. A, we're going to give a little update on the World Blind Union that's uh, when it's meeting in June in Spain. Uh, B, is a, we're going to have some conversation about our program uh, steering committees that we put in place uh, at the fall board meeting. And then C, um, someone near and dear to my heart, the chair of the auction is going to ask the board for a, a gift for the auction this year. D is uh, the approve of the code of conduct, and uh, we'll talk more about when, that when we get to it, but I want to say that we have had a team, an ad hoc committee that has worked very hard, so excited about uh, D, the approval of the code of conduct. Eight is our staff agendas. A will be reports from uh, our Eric Bridges, our executive director. He's going to talk to us about replatforming our servers, our ACB servers. B is uh, uh, number two. He's going to talk about meetings and travels that he's done in the first quarter of this year. C is going to update us on some recent ACB job postings and the filling of those positions. And D are just uh, other items because things come up in Eric's world real fast, and you can't get them all on the agenda. Um, nine, is, excuse me, uh, B in that is we're going to hear from uh, Clark Rackful, again, talking about any highlights from advocacy. Uh, C is uh, Kelly Gass on social media and the website. D is Tom Tobin with the development report. E is JoLynn Bailey Page with the Grant Fund Foundation report. Uh, F is Cindy Van Winkle with her membership services report. And G, excuse me, G is uh, Nancy Becker, who's going to talk to us on a couple of different items. Uh, number one is um, on a new lease that we're looking at putting in place for the Minnesota office. And two is an AMS update. As you all know, we're getting close to uh, membership drive time. It's almost March 15th in the certification process starting there. Um, then nine is we're going to hear the AC Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk Song for this year. Woo! That's going to lead us into our executive session, which is number 10. That will be approximately 12.15, 12.30 till 2 o'clock. Our goal is to be back out of executive session at 2 o'clock. So that will give our guests an opportunity to go have lunch. And we'll be in here having an executive session with uh, not on ACB radio <laughs> with the doors closed. And so, so that's item number 10. Uh, 11, we'll hear coming out of uh, executive session, uh, David Trott will talk to us uh, with a financial narrative, our ACB treasurer. Uh, 12 is our scholarship committee chairs, Denise Akali and Rebecca Bridges, are going to talk to us about a new uh, policy for applicants uh, related to the winners of our scholarship program. Uh, 13 is an ACB radio update from Jeff Bishop, our manager uh, committee chair for ACB radio steering committee. 14 is the Board of Publications update from Deb Cook-Lewis, our BOP chair. 
15 is a convention update from Janet Dickelman, our convention chair. She's gonna to talk to us about 2020 with Schaumburg, Illinois, 21 with Phoenix, 22 in Omaha, and, and maybe more <laughs> in the future. Uh, 16 is really uh, officer liaison committee reports. I won't go through that, but there's a whole list of all the different committees and the officers that support those committees. 17 is an opportunity for any committee chairs that are not part of the board that would like to give updates. And then 18 is adjourned. So that's the agenda. Let's do a nice little short agenda. Ray, Ray Campbell, do I have any additions uh, to the agenda? Okay, Nancy's going to bring you a mic. Remember, on ACB Radio. And for ALDs. And ALDs. You've got it. Ray, I... Uh, Ray, I think I know what you're going to ask. You want me to just... Uh, okay. Okay, give Nancy a second, doggone it. Well, uh, Mr. President, yes, I'd, like Ray. To, I'd like to add an item E under your report to uh, discuss and hopefully approve uh, ACB Next Generation as a special interest affiliate of okay. ACB. All right. Sounds good. Well, we've got a number of items to add here, so we'll, we'll make a motion to approve test, them all. Test. But, okay, that's E. I'd be happy to add that underneath the uh, president's report. Uh, other items? Under um, my, Nancy Becker's report, I would, I would like to add um, an addition to the budget for $4,000 for our audio, an audio description contractor. Okay. Um, I need to add conflict of interest signatures for officers and board members. Okay, that'll be three and four, okay. And an investment authorization. Investment authorization? Yes, for... Okay. Uh, oh, for reserve. Yes. Yeah, okay. All right, okay, I've got those three. I had one more... Jeff e oh, Jeff had his... Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry, Jeff. Go ahead. I wanted to talk, uh, you and I spoke about this yesterday, I wanted to talk about uh, alternative forms of attendance at board meetings. Okay. Yes, kind of the, the discussion of uh, now that a technology is moving forward, is there an opportunity for board members to maybe, depending on their circumstances, be able to participate through Zoom as opposed to being live at the board, right? Uh, okay. Let's put that, Jeff, since you're going to be talking about ACB radio, can I squeeze you in as maybe like a 13 A and B there, do the radio, and then we can do that particular discussion sure. since you'll have the mic? Okay. Squeeze me wherever you want. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. It, well, I was going to say, and from a, for, for an audio description moment, and I don't think Jeff will be opposed to this, I want to say congratulations to Jeff, who has really been working hard and has, what, what, what is it, 80? Yeah. And has lost 80 pounds. So congratulations, Jeff, for all your hard work at getting healthy. I had one more item that came to me in an email two days ago from Andrea, the president of... Um, Connecticut Council of the Blind, she would like to do a name change to, Connecticut has asked the board to approve a name change to go to ACB of Connecticut. So I'm gonna add that in as an F underneath my president's report. So what I heard to the agenda were six changes. 
We're going to add an E under the president's report to consider chartering the next generation as a new affiliate. We're going to add an F under the president's report, which would be approval of the name change of Connecticut affiliate. And then under 8G, we're going to add an item three, which is a board request to adjust the budget for $4,000 for compensation for our ADP webmaster. Uh, five, oh, excuse me, four would be uh, the conflict of interest form. Nancy wants to talk about that. And five would be a request from the board to authorize $150,000 be made available from the ACB board reserve for the cash reserve. And, and we'll talk about that when we get to that point. And then we're under 13 with the ACB radio update with Jeff Bishop. We're going to add a, a B underneath that, which is a discussion of attendance and other opportunities to participate in board meetings besides being live. Does that cover your item, Jeff? Good? Okay. All right. Those are all the changes that I've heard. Are there any other changes? Yes, David. I move we accept the agenda with the changes. All right. Thank you, David. Do I have a second? Uh, second, Pat Sheehan. Uh, any discussion? All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Thank you very much. Now we're going to turn the mic back over to Denise Colley to uh, review and approve our three sets of meeting minutes. She's got a mic. She's got a mic. All right. All right. We have three sets of minutes to approve. And so, and I um, have received some corrections to all three sets of minutes, primarily um, some wording kinds of things. So um, I would first of all entertain a motion to approve the October 18th and 19th, 2019 fall board meeting with corrections, which I will definitely include. Um, and send back out to everyone and include in the copy that goes up on the web. Jeff. Um, I don't know if you caught the change, but uh, the, the list of people who were attending the October board meeting only had Pat Sheehan, uh, not Pat, I'm sorry, um, Mark Reichert uh, listed, but my name was not listed as an attendee of the board meeting, and I was there. So, uh, duly noted. <laughs> We're having a hard time finding you anymore, Jeff. You're getting too skinny for us. <laughs> okay, so, so did we have, uh, did I hear a motion? I move that we approve the October 18 and 19 minutes as corrected. Thank you, Ray. Do I have a second? Who seconded? Test, test. Doug Powell seconded. Okay, Denise. All right. So it's been moved and seconded. All in favor of the motion to signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carried. All right. The second is the approval of the November 11th and 18th budget meeting calls. Again, with some minor corrections, which I will incorporate. I'd like to entertain a motion to approve those minutes as corrected. 
on this. Um, I was reviewing those minutes, and uh, I noticed that a roll call was only listed once for, two me for the two meetings. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, there, I know. Um, I only saw one. one I think we only uh, did it once. Did, no, I think we do it twice. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Thank well, you. I just want to make sure that you no, had me down you. because thank I... You. Yeah, I did. I only saw it once. Right, so thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So I heard. I heard David make a motion down there. Who second? Second. Who seconded? Dave. David moved and Pat seconded. Okay. All in favor of the motion signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed. Motion carried. And finally, um, the approval of the January 23rd telephonic January board meeting minutes. Yeah. That's what I said, January 23rd telephonic uh, board meeting with corrections, some corrections. Do I have a motion to accept those minutes? This is Don, I'll make a motion to accept the minutes. Okay, second, David. Any other discussion? All right, all in favor of the motion signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carried. Thank you. Thank you very much, Denise. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, item number five is our mission moment. We're trying each board meeting to highlight some wonderful work that's taking place inside of ACB. And so um, this, this particular meeting's uh, mission moment is for our volunteer posse. So this is a group, it happened to be all women, uh, this is a, a, a group that is working very hard to reach out to our lapsed donor, lapsed donors, lapsed members, <laughs> they might be donors too, right Tom? Yeah, but uh, last, lapsed members uh, as well as people who applied for scholarships, just all kinds of folks that have con come in contact in the past with ACB but are not current members. And uh, I'll, we'll uh, turn it over to Eric to say a little bit more about it, and then Cindy. Uh, but I just want to share with you some numbers. I mean, we have uh, this this group has has I believe at this point in time completed 43 projects, each with have 30 to 35 names in it. So if you do some quick math, they have called over 1,200 people in the last four months and made personal contacts with ACB. People who used to be members, and I think that is uh, a really, really very impressive thing. So, I'll turn it over to Eric to say a few more words, and then Cindy. So, Cindy Van Winkle has been with the organization as an employee for eight months, and uh, it's been a wild eight months. Um, <laughs> she she hit the ground running, and part of the reason why she was able to do that is most of you are well aware. She's been a member of, of this great organization for over three decades, and so she understands uh, the structure, uh, the, the, the affiliate um, challenges, and the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and what, she, what she's been able to do uh, is to put together some structure for how we go, how we're going about engaging or re-engaging, uh, you know, current members or lapsed members. And she came to me with this, this concept of 
you know, a, a pool of dedicated volunteers to uh, who who would really be responsible for assisting her in doing a lot of the outreach. Um, literally, Cindy could spend eight hours every day doing outreach. And in fact, towards the beginning of her time with us, she, she was doing uh, much of that. And uh, a lot of her, a lot of her job, frankly, is that. But she can't, she can't do it all. And so, she said, "You know, I'd like to find a dedicated group of people to to assist me." And uh, do these calls, send emails, engage with folks. And uh, I thought it sounded great. And she found these four amazing uh, members who happen to be women uh, to work with her. And uh, there's been, uh, I, would, I would characterize quite a bit of success. And we'll see how much here as the... AMMS stuff occurs in the next month or so, but um, it has been a, a, a real shot in the arm for the organization to have Cindy on the team, uh, not just within the Minneapolis office, but uh, obviously in the national office, and, and uh, it would be my hope around the country uh, with affiliates. So, Cindy, I'd like to recognize you for this, uh, the, the posse, and if you could uh, maybe recognize uh, the ladies in the posse, that would be great. Thank you, Eric. And, and first I want to say, really, just thank you, Eric, because, <laughs> because um, I, came, <laughs> I came in, I, I will in a second here. I, I came on board and I, I know I, I came in running and I had lots of ideas and I'm passionate about what I'm doing and Eric has never told me no. So um, thank you, Eric. Uh, the posse stands Slow down, but not no. <laughs> the posse stands for providing outreach through sharing, support, and engagement. The four ladies that are currently on the posse, Jane Corona from Maryland. She originally was helping out with um, phone calling as well, but has since decided to step back from that part and is helping me with uh, some of the data uh, information and uh, pulling information, the people that we need to call out of, so creating projects for our ladies to make those calls. And then our three current callers, are Lori Allison from Washington, Leslie Spoon from Florida, and Mary Hopped from Louisiana. And I just want to say that it's been a learning experience. We are, we are looking for more posse members. This is about an eight-hour commitment each week. Some women give more, and sometimes uh, maybe a little less, depending they're working now at their own pace. Uh, originally, we started, it was like I would send out a project to everybody and wait till they all came back. And then I'd send out another project. Now, I send them a new project when they're done with the previous project. Um, we did 165 hours in our first quarter, the October through December. And in January alone, 104 hours with three ladies making calls. 
So please help me thank these three ladies that are making these calls in January, 104 hours, and we're, um, we're going to come close to that in February. So Jane, Lori, Mary, and Leslie, who, by the way, is a powerhouse. Leslie Spoon is a powerhouse. Um, she just goes and goes and goes. You're talking about me slowing down. My goodness. Anyway, um, but thank you, ladies, so much for making the posse work. And uh, if you know of anybody who has time on their hands, is good on the phone, is good with Excel, very important and is a good writer because that's all part of it they don't just make calls they also send emails it's it's very communicative and um so there needs to be a level of writing skill and ability to make phone calls and set their schedule and you know stick to it depend on them um, please have them reach out to me thank you so much All right, thank you so much, Cindy. And I, I, we look forward when you give your more extended report. I, I'm curious to, to hear not only the great work that your posse's done, but I'm curi curious to hear what kind of you're hearing with all these calls, you know, what, what, what type of answers you're getting back, because I think that could be very informative. All right, number six is approval of our consent agenda. So we had uh, the whole set of reports that were sent out as a consent agenda item uh, to all of our board members. Do I have a motion to approve the consent agenda as distributed? All right, help me with voices there. Sarah and Jeff. So Jeff moved and Sarah seconded. Any discussion on the consent agenda? A hearing no no calls for discussion. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Uh, all right. Thank you all very much. Thanks, thanks to the staff members uh, who spent the time preparing the reports. They were very informative. Thank you very much. All right, number seven, uh, President's Report. A on the President's Report is an update on the World Blind Union, which will be June 18th through 23rd. I was going to ask Kim Charlson, who's going to be one of our two delegates uh, to the WBU, if she could say a few words. Okay. So you got a mic? Kim? Yes, yep. I do. Thank you. So um, the General Assembly of the World Blind Union will be in Madrid, Spain, in the middle of June 2020. Um, Mitch Pomerantz and I are the ACB delegates. Um, Mitch is completing his term as the vice chair of the North American Caribbean region, and he will conclude that at the end of the General Assembly. And at the end of the General Assembly, I will assume the role of president of the North American Caribbean region. So, um, so we'll be meeting in Madrid, and... Um, there, the um, ACB radio will, again, be providing English language broadcasting of all of the uh, programming of the General Assembly. Um, the broadcasters that will be attending are Rick Morin and Brian Charlson as um, the delegates, or not delegates, but the broadcasters. 
Um, and those arrangements are, are ongoing with ONCE, which is the host organization in Spain. Um, they will be providing the Spanish language internet broadcasting for um, global access for Spanish speakers. And um, things are moving along, and um, Dan will be there um, as an observer, and we'll be learning, and he will be um, he will become, I think I can say this, he will become um, the second ACB delegate when um, I become president of the region. He will become the second ACB delegate, and Mitch will be stepping down. So um, I think that's about it. Dan, anything else that you can think of? I don't believe anyone else will be attending. I was going to. Are you? And there may be some from our International Relations Committee. They have right, there may be people I'm not aware of yeah. Who, yeah. who will be going, but those at this point, those are the official people I'm aware of who will be attending. All right. Thank any, you. Any questions for Kim from the board? All right, thank you, Kim. Thank you. Um, all right, item B under the President's report was I wanted to spend a little time and talk about our program steering committees, our nine program steering committees that we've set up over the last uh, three, four months. Uh, first, I wanted to thank Eric and his team, uh, staff, who's really have stepped up and taken a strong leadership role in these program steering committees. And I think, Eric, all of our committees have met at least once, some four, five, six times, but, but uh, you know, uh, this is quite an undertaking to actually, uh, you know, uh, kind of transition our organization a little bit to nine uh, steering committees that sit on top of our now about 40 committees uh, that give us an opportunity to work in a, a collaborative and, and integrated way for the American Council of the Blind. So for uh, some of our visitors and the folks on ACB radio this morning, I just wanted to take a minute and kind of review those nine program uh, steering committees. So the first one is convention, and the volunteer member lead for that is Janet Dickelman, and the staff lead is Nancy, Nancy Marks Becker from our CFO, uh, and the officer liaison is David Trott. So that's kind of, and then we've got members of our board and then members from the uh, committee, uh, the convention committee and the convention program committee that roll up under that particular program. Um, and Janet can talk a little bit as she gives her convention update later in the day about some of the good work that uh, that steering committee has done. Uh, the second uh, program steering committee is advocacy. And our lead, our member lead for that is Ron Brooks, and our staff lead is Clark Rackful, and then our officer liaison is Mark Reichert. So that team has met, I think, at least twice now, uh, formally, uh, and it has it has a very daunting task, as you know. Advocacy is one of our biggest programs inside of ACB. It has seven. Uh, committees that roll up to it and I think we're already seeing some good synergies one thing that's come out of the advocacy steering committee is the transportation and environmental access committee are working together to put forth a transportation pedestrian forum as part of our convention this year a multi-day workshop uh, so that's really exciting and it's just good to see the collaboration that's taking place between all of our different advocacy committees. Uh, next is membership services, and we'll hear 
much more about membership services. The, the volunteer lead for that is Donna Brown or from our board of directors uh, and uh, Cindy Van Winkle. And they're really off and running. They have, I believe, a, uh, a, a developed action plan with, what, 28 action items or objectives, smart objectives that they've uh, created. And uh, as Cindy will share with you, they're, they're well down the path there. So uh, kudos to the membership services committee. Uh, yeah, yes, Tom. Yes. Oh, am I, okay, is that better? Okay, all right. Got to eat the mic a little more. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for speaking up. Um, next is the uh, information referral and peer support uh, program, which uh, Claire Stanley, our staff lead, has, has uh, coined the ERPS team, <laughs> ERPS. So, uh, so Claire Stanley is our staff lead, and uh, Doug Powell is our member volunteer lead, and Ray Campbell, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't, didn't mention Ray uh, in the previous one. Ray is our officer liaison for both membership services and ERPS. Uh, they've met, I think, once or twice now and uh, are getting, getting started on their set of SMART objectives, and I think have having had some really good discussions. I, I've got to share this little piece of data with you because it just flabbergasted me, and I, Eric's probably heart, tired of hearing it now, but, but I, I'm impressed, so I have to keep sharing it. And that is, uh, as I talked to Sharon Lovering the other day, and you know, she was sharing with me all the calls she gets in the Alexandria office, and I know Sharon gets calls, and he, she feels calls, and so does the entire staff, but I said, well, Sharon, how many calls have you gotten today? And she said, oh, a little over 100. And I said, just today? And she said, yes. And I said, really? And so I reached out to, to Nancy Becker to find out how many calls with our Ring Central and our new Cisco phones, we get a log for everybody that calls ACB. So we average a little over 2,000 calls a month that come into our ACB office. Now that's 23 to 24,000 phone calls a year that our office gets. And they range everything from people wanting to understand, you know, how do I get in touch with my state agency? How do I, how do I you know, sign up for, for you know, talking books? Uh, you know, I, I have an advocacy issue with this or that. But that is an amazing amount of touches that our organization offers to to friends of the American Council of the Blind, and maybe potential members. And maybe, Tom, even donors one day. Who knows, right? Yeah. So, so that, that, I think, is an amazing resource that our organization offers and something that will come under the ERPS team to, to put the process steps in place of how we, how we better uh, improve the efficiency of tracking those calls. So really, really interesting information there. Next is scholarship and awards. And that, uh, our, our um, volunteer lead is Kenneth Simeon and, uh, from uh, Texas. And our staff lead is Cindy Van Winkle. And our officer liaison is Denise Colley. And under scholarship and awards, we have the, the scholarship committee, the DKM awards committee, our uh, just ACB awards committee. And you'll hear them speak at uh, the president's meeting tomorrow. Uh, but it's interesting, again, to see all those come together, those teams come together collaboratively and, and help develop processes and work with our public awareness steering committee. 
on how we can better get the word out for all the wonderful uh, opportunities and scholarships that we, that we offer inside our organization. So that's scholarship and awards. Next is the audio description project. The volunteer lead for that is Carl Richardson from Massachusetts. Our staff lead uh, is uh, Joel Snyder, uh, who's teaching Audio Description Training Institute next door. He'll be going the next three days here in D.C. I think he has 18 members, uh, students for his class this year. And then our officer liaison is Kim Charlson. Uh, and that uh, you know, steering committee is really off and running. I attended their uh, January uh, Smart Objective Goal Setting Session, and I think uh, Kim, you all ended up with what 48 objectives that you're you're working on this year across six subcommittees. So, so they're really working hard, and there's just amazing progress being made related to audio description. Um, so, good kudos for that team that's just doing a great job. Next, public awareness, and this team is exciting. You know, they're they're high energy people. You know, public awareness people. They're marketing and communicators, and they're happy and they're smiling and they're running all around. I always love. And they meet at 8 in the morning. <laughs> Who? 5, 5 a.m. For, for Denise and Jeff and Deb Cook-Lewis, and they don't miss a call. 5 o'clock in the morning. I mean, this is an energetic team. And that, the, the, the staff lead for that is, uh, is Kelly Gass from our Alexandria office. Our member lead is Katie Frederick. And our officer liaison is our chair of our board of publications, Deb Cook-Lewis. And that team has just really, uh, they've defined, I think, what, 21 different communication channels for ACB uh, and, and just continue to, to work at putting a, a really strong communications plan together for our organization. Uh, next is management and administration. And that, our uh, board team lead for that is Pat Sheehan. Uh, Nancy Marks Becker is our staff lead, and Kim Charlson is our uh, officer liaison. Uh, that uh, committee has met, I think, one time, but kind of meets on an ongoing basis. And that's the team that you're going to see. You know, they they not only support um, kind of our organizational restructuring efforts that you see happening with these steering committees. Uh, we're getting uh, we're going to start in April implementing a new. Uh, enterprise operating system called Traction uh, that got approved. <laughs> traction, we may need to be in Traction after this weekend. Uh, but uh, we're going to start those leadership meetings uh, in, uh, I believe, on April 17th is our first meeting. We've got three set up. Uh, then, I believe, uh, one in May and one in June. So we're going to do those over the next three months starting in April. And uh, also, that, that organization is responsible for keeping track of all of our day-to-day -day financial stuff, doing all the administration of the organization, uh, as well as managing our thrift stores, which this year, in case you all, we've got two thrift stores, one in Lubbock and one in Amarillo, Texas. They're still not. Still straight on. Straight on. Okay. Straight on. Okay. Now, am I doing better? Not as close. Okay. This is a whole technique to learn. I'm using my normal voice. <laughs> this, this microphone is changing my voice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I may do well. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. The wine's helping. 
Yes. I would do the same thing if it were right. I always get I always get okay. weirded out if the microphone is too close to my mouth. I can never I gotta tell. lean up. Okay. How's that? It sounds beautiful. Is that good? All right. Thank you. Sorry about that. Okay, we'll start over with the first program again. Yeah. Conventions. Oh, okay, no, just. All right. So, I, I was sharing, sharing. So, for our thrift stores, we, we have two thrift stores, one in Lubbock and one in Amarillo, Texas. They're about, what, 80 miles apart, I think, something like that. And, and these, uh, you know, Nancy, Nancy Marks Becker and her team have worked tirelessly along with uh, Michael Garrett and the ACBES group, to really work at, at making these stores state-of-the-art, making them profitable, putting good business processes in place. Uh, we now have video um, cameras that, that Nancy can monitor the stores from the Minneapolis office. She's on weekly contact with her managers, daily reports. And this effort has really been very, very fruitful. So I just wanted to share with you all because I think it's just an outstanding number. But our Lubbock and Amarillo stores this year combined will net $362,000 for the American Council of the Blind. So that is just a fantastic accomplishment. And last but not least is our development steering committee. That's headed by our staff of uh, uh, Tom Tobin as our development director. Our volunteer lead is Dan Dillon, and our officer lead is David Trott. Uh, the development team had been, it's kind of a, a team that kind of rolled on from being part of the strategic action planning teams and has done just an amazing amount of work over the last three or four years. As our budget has, has increased, our budget for this year, including the convention, is going to be over $2 million. And so with that kind of a budget, we've had to really work at raising our revenue streams. Uh, we've done an outstanding job with corporate relationships, uh, with our service and member event programs like the walk and the auction and MMS. Uh, those have, have, have grown about 15% over the last year, I believe. And then what we put in place with our legacy uh, giving societies and our uh, legacy endowment fund, where now I believe we're up to like $1.4 in our legacy endowment fund, which is a creation that we just put in place a year ago at this board meeting. So what a, what a wonderful first year for that. We're moving forward with plan giving and developing that into the future, as well as looking at moving into kind of a digital presence uh, and getting that started with the Public Awareness Committee. So a lot going on uh, in the development uh, action plan. And I uh, want to give Tom Toman a big round of applause and JoLynn Bailey-Page for all their work there. So, so that's our nine steering committees. Um, that was just a brief overview, but I'd love to open it up to the board for, for some comments to just get your thoughts. Uh, you know, I'm kind of sitting here. Eric, Eric and I, by the way, attend all the steering committee meetings, and so we are, we're learning a lot, and we're staying busy, aren't we, Eric? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'd like to hear from, um, 
some, for some of the teams, it just uh, please let me know your thoughts. You know, we just got started here in October, so now we're three, three, four months later. What do you all think? Is it working? Are we heading in the right direction? Love to get some feedback. Ray Campbell. I got it. All right. Um, good morning. Um, as uh, Dan said, I'm Officer Liaison for the Membership Services, the ERPS, and the, and I'm also on the Management uh, uh, Steering Committee as a member of the Board, Management Administration. Um, other than figuring out how to juggle three extra conference calls <laughs> into our schedule, but I'm not going to complain because Eric and Dan go to all of them. <laughs> um, I, think, I think this is a really an interesting concept, and I really like the way that um, – I think what I like about it is it's uh, – I think that as we um, <clears throat> meet, we're going to be able to put some nice um, concrete uh, uh, objectives in place for – uh, our the committees that work underneath these steering committees and help them to uh, give them some you know some real good direction and some things that that uh, they can help with and uh, and all that um, and so um, I think that um, this is a they're going to be growing pain certainly but um, uh, it's an interesting concept an interesting way to kind of do things and I kind of like the way that this rolled off of the strategic plan uh, action teams that we had and uh, you know we were able to kind of pull all this stuff together so uh, um, an interesting concept so far I think uh, just everything I've seen so far it seems to be working uh, you know we're working out the working out the kinks working out the bugs as they say in the software development biz and uh, moving forward so that's all I got thank you Ray yep David Trot. Okay. David Trot. Yeah, I'm really excited. I think it's a good way to streamline our organization and make our committees more effective. Um, it it brings information down. There's a special conduit now that a committee goes through, and they know that the work that they're doing is being seen and recognized. So I think it's going to make the committees more effective as well. I think within a year we're going to find that this is one of the greatest moves that we've made in ACB as far as our organizational efforts for the last couple of years. Thank you, David. Anyone else? Sure, Tom. Yeah, it's not just board members. The staff is more than happy to comment as well. Do you want a mic? Is that what you're saying? Tom wants a mic. Tom wants a mic. Yeah, it should be on. Good. Yep, great. Thanks, Dan. Um, I just wanted to add to what David said, that um, focusing all of our energies on the program areas is also going to be, be, be a big boom for the way we raise money for this organization, particularly in the grant arena. Um, so I think this has been a really strategic move that's going to help, uh, as David said, streamline the way we run the organization, but also a big help in the way that we, um, that we raise money. So I'm, I'm really proud of what you guys have all accomplished. So great work. There you go, Nancy. Thank you, Tom. Yeah. Anyone else? I guess I'll keep the mic. All right. Okay.
Well, thank you all so much. Thank you for your hard work, and we're making really good progress and, uh, and appreciate all the efforts. All right, D under the president's report. Oh, excuse me, C. I cannot. <laughs> don't forget, don't this. forget this one. C under the president's report is we're going to hear from Leslie Spoon, who wants to make to the, an appeal to the board for the summer auction. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> I, I now know where I rate. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to this board. Uh, maybe not to the president now, but <laughs> now that he's skipped me. <laughs> no. Yeah, he, he might have to give a $1,000 donation to the auction maybe. <laughs> so, no, th again, th Thank you, thank you, thank you so, so much to this board. Um, the summer auction just really, really appreciates you guys stepping up and helping out. Um, we're all a wonderful family here. Um, we want to make the auction a wonderful auction again this year. It's called the 2020 Blowout Auction. Um, so it's a good name. We're for Chicago, we believe. Um, so if you could, uh, you know, dip into your pockets for anything near and dear to your hearts, we're asking for a $50 donation. If you'd like to get with another board member and, um, you know, get together. Uh, I know Dan and Dan got together last year and did a, a $100 gift card. So if you guys team up with another board member, that would be great. Or if you just want to give on your own, that's wonderful. The uh, deadline is definitely, definitely, listen to this, May 31st. I will say it all weekend because I am speaking tomorrow. But it is May 31st. We're trying to do better this year and get it up on the website so that maybe we can catch people that are not coming to convention and do virtual bidding again this year and try it for the first time. So, again, thank you, thank you, thank you to this board. And you can reach out to me, email me, call me. But, again, if you're not coming, you can also mail me the items. I'm bringing a lot to the, to the convention. So May 31st, 2020. I hope to see everybody at the auction on Tuesday night, July uh -oh, 7th, July 7th. So um, come, and we're also going to be in the marketplace um, doing some other stuff also. So please, please come. Please, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, and I just appreciate you guys. Leslie, this is Jeff Bishop. Uh, you, so you no are questions. <laughs> Yes, right. Jeff. Okay, okay. Never yes, mind. Jeff. That's I'm just teasing. Yes, Jeff. See, I didn't forget you. In fact, I was told to look you up by my wife. See, so I, I obey. Uh, so, um, you are accepting things to be mailed to you now? Yes. Because my yes. wife is going on a crazy binge and we're running out of room in our apartment. Please. I have a, a back room that is set up for auction items. I've already started collecting, so okay, please send you'll them. you'll get a box next week. Awesome. I look forward to it. Just, just t if you could do one thing for me, if I don't have to sign for it, that would help me. If you UPS stuff to me, please don't make me sign, guys, because sometimes I'm not home. So, and I stop my mail periodically, so it, it'll, it'll still come. But it, please don't make me sign. All right. Thank you, Leslie. Any questions for Leslie? You, you, you can never go wrong supporting the summer auction. And you want to go to the summer auction just to hear Michael Garrett auctioneer a few items because he does an outstanding job and Jeff Tom. So thank you, Leslie. All right. Appreciate it.
All right. D. D on the president's agenda is we're going to review the code of conduct. Review and approve. Let me restate that again. Review and approve the code of conduct. So, first, I want to just thank uh, our board, our organization, and especially our ad hoc code of conduct policy steering committee that has really worked hard to finalize this document. Uh, our, our, com our ad hoc committee was made up of 14 individuals from across our organization. Uh, from our board of directors, we had myself as the president, uh, Ray Campbell as our second vice president, uh, Sarah Conrad, uh, attorney, and uh, also... Uh, engaged. Mm -hmm. Engaged, yes, engaged, that's right. Yay, Sarah! <laughs> and, and president of CCLVI, um, so special interest affiliate. Uh, Jeff Tom, uh, also an attorney, longtime member of the board, former first vice president, and the current president of uh, AALV, AVL, uh, VL, sorry, VL, get my acronyms right, AAVL. Uh, so thank you, Jeff. Uh, from our staff, we had Eric Bridges, our executive director. We had Nancy, excuse me, Cindy Van Winkle uh, from our uh, membership services coordinator and Claire Stanley, our advocacy specialist. So we had three members from our staff. From our board of directors, we had Susan Glass uh, appointed. <laughs> B oh, excuse me, BOP. What did I say? God, I can board see it. Board of directors, I'm sorry, BOP. Board of Publications, uh, Susan Glass. Uh, and then from our Constitution and Bylaws Committee, we had John Huffman, we had John McCann, and we had Frank Kuda. And I think John and Fr Frank are here today, so thank you very much for, for being here today. By the way, we have 32 guests. So we have more guests than we have board members and staff. So great, great, great job. All thanks to ACB Radio. All thanks to ACB Radio. Yes, that's amazing. Very, very cozy group. Uh, and then we had three other very important um, members from our, our general population. We had uh, Peggy Garrett, who's the president of ACB of Texas and also chair of the Multicultural Affairs Committee. We had Sheila Young, who's president of the Florida Council of the Blind. And we had Janet Dickelman, who's the chair of our convention committee. So uh, really a really good team. We worked very hard. We... Uh, we took the existing temporary document that was read at our convention in July. Uh, we made a series of modifications to it. They really uh, kind of centered in, in five different areas, if I can, real quickly. Uh, first, we just did some uh, kind of general cosmetic changes to make sure if we said ACB, we announced it as American Council of the Blind first, you know, just those type of things that we properly spelled out ACB Board of Directors. So some cosmetic changes to make sure it, it came across as a very official, formal uh, policy uh, from that standpoint. Uh, second, we worked at kind of uh, increasing, I'll say, uh, in the original document, we had that everything would be sent to the ACB executive director. And he's a fantastic person and does a wonderful job. But we felt like by expanding that a little bit, it would give us a, a more, um, I'll say, diverse uh, opinion as we move through the process. And, and also kind of really to be, you know, fair to Eric, it, it, 
not put him in a position where he's making a unilateral decision on things. So, so it was increased to a triumphant, uh, which included uh, the tri triumphant, triumphant. Thank you, John. Triumphant. Whew, man, this is tough. Okay. And so uh, that was the ACB executive director, the ACB president, and the ACB event coordinator or their designee because we don't know exactly who would be attending any particular ACB function or event. So that was the second change. The third change was really we removed the language, the last sentence of the document that said the board would make a decision to uh, expel or suspend somebody from the organization. And that is now mute. It's not part of the policy. So any expulsion or suspension would go back through our normal constitution and bylaws and Robert's Rules of Order. So that was item number three. Item number four, we kind of worked just to make sure we included in our language, we added words like safe and welcoming, these type of words where we made sure that we were respecting uh, the, the people that would be involved in the process, including the potential victim of any kind of an assault. So we wanted to make sure we took that under consideration. And then last, we asked our attorneys to put in place some what I call I agree language, but some language that says for all of our registration documents, this is not for just our members, but our volunteers, our exhibitors, everybody that participates in our events, that they would sign some I agree language that says they have read the code of conduct, understand it, and will adhere to it. So those are kind of the five basic changes we made. We then ran those back by our labor attorneys, got their approval that it met with their, their standards, and we were in good shape from a legal standpoint. We then presented it out to an open uh, committee call, an open forum call that took place um, Tuesday night. Gosh, it's only, wow, it's only four, to four days ago. So uh, Tuesday night, we had, I think, over 30 people on the call. Uh, I had some very good dialogue. We had a couple of changes that took place there. We had omitted the or their designees from the final copy, as well as we added a final sentence, basically to paraphrase, stating that you know normal discourse, conversation, discussion in our meetings would not be considered harassment. It's it's really when it becomes personal that it's harassment. And, and so that final sentence was added, which I think is the, really the spirit of the American Council of the Blind, was added to the document. We then sent that back to the legal team for the fourth time for a review. They came back with a review that our document was in good standing. So if it's the pleasure of this body at this point in time, I would love to have a motion to approve the code of conduct policy as presented to this board. Okay, moved by David Trott, seconded by Jeff Tom. Discussion, but I would love to keep it to a minimum, and please no wordsmithing if it's okay with you guys. So go ahead, any discussion? Hearing no discussion. Oh. Oh. Dan, I obviously, oh, it, as a non-board member, I speak a to you. Non-board member, sure. Besides, sure, I mean, I this is an inclusive organization. Yeah, if somebody I, would like to talk, we're going to let them talk. Go I, ahead, John. I speak at your sufferance, but I just want to uh, 
you clarified, double make sure that designee came back into the document subsequent to the Tuesday night meeting and the and the council's review? Yes. Awesome. Okay. Or awesome. their designees is now okay. in the final it, document. It did come back in. Thanks. Yes. And approved, by the, approved by the lawyers. Pass yes. the mic to the right, John. Mr. President, I just wanted to establish that uh, as a result of the call on Tuesday evening, we, we have determined to add in the last sentence of Mitch's contribution? Yes. yes. Thank you. Yes. That's correct, Paul. Yes. Yes. That's fine. Good, good, good question. Yes. Any other questions? Hearing no other questions. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Yes. The motion has passed. I want to give special thanks to Kim Charlson and Eric Bridges, Mitch Pomerantz, and many others who started this process 18-plus months ago. Thank you for all your efforts. We don't necessarily do things fast in ACB, but we do them right. So thank you. All right. E on the agenda recently added is um, consideration uh, for next generation affiliate to be chartered by the American Council of Blind. Ray, would you like, oh, floor is yours. I'll start, David, if you don't mind. Okay. Uh, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, members of the board, um, I come before you this morning to ask you to uh, consider approving the ACB Next Generation as a special interest affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. Uh, this is a group that um, has gotten together under the, the awesome leadership of Amanda Selm uh, from Louisville, Kentucky. I don't know if Amanda's on the Zoom call yet this morning. I did forward in. Excellent. Excellent. So, we'll, um, so after David and I speak, we'll give a chance for her to say a few words and then take any questions. So... Um, about two weeks ago, um, I got the three documents from ACB Next Generation, which basically cover how, what they needed to do to submit their uh, application. It was the uh, cover letter stating that they wanted to become a special interest affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. I did forward these out to the board yesterday, um, and the only reason that it came so late, and I do apologize for that, is the Constitution and Bylaws Committee was finishing its review uh, the second document that came was their membership roster. They have 28 members, um, and so that's a good start and pretty much spread around different parts of the country. And then the third document was their constitution and bylaws. Um, the, per the, the ACB constitution, the constitution and bylaws committee reviewed those, the, the ACB next generation constitution and bylaws, got to get all these <laughs> acronyms in here, and um, found them in, in good order, no conflicts. There are a couple of minor things that um, we're going to ask uh, ACB next generation to, uh, to make a couple of changes. One was there's some, a couple of little grammatical things. There's a place, for example, where the word role was misspelled. Uh, go ahead and fix that. that. That's just grammatical stuff. The second thing, though, um, they make reference to the ACB convention. To be consistent, we're going to ask them to change that to ACB conference and convention. So uh, those are the uh, things that um, 
uh, we would ask uh, that. So with that being said, uh, let me turn it over to David to see if he has anything else to add, and then we'll ask Amanda to speak, and then hopefully uh, take some questions and get to a motion. So, uh, David? What I've got to say probably won't uh, change anybody's mind because I don't think anybody will have a problem with it. But several years ago, we were talking about, you know, we got people in as students. We did a fairly good job at that. But then we lost people who went out and started their careers. And, you know, when they got made then in the mid-40s, I think is when I came back, um, you know, we, we come back. Uh, there was something there for us. And there wasn't, we felt like there was a missing point uh, between being a student and being 45 or so years old. And... Uh, Fortunately, Amanda came along and they started working on uh, the next generation. They've done a wonderful job. I think that it probably, in giving her all the credit she's due, it probably wouldn't have happened without her. She's done a wonderful job with this. I urge you, uh, when we move this forward, to vote yes and let's get them in. Um, we kept them as a committee to help get funding and that kind of thing. They're on their feet now. They're ready to move forward. And... Uh, I guess I'd close, Dan, if it's in order, moving that we accept uh, the next generation as an affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. Second. All right. David's moved and Ray's seconded. And then the first person I'm going to recognize for discussion is Amanda Selm. So if we can get... Can you, can you guys hear me? Yeah. We hear you great. Well, good, good morning, ACB board members, and good morning, everyone in Alexandria. I'm sorry I'm not able to be there in person, but David and Ray are about to bring me into tears because uh, they're so sweet and very considerate. Um, I would like to, first of all, thank everyone who has been supportive of ACB Next Generation over the last 18 months, and um, that includes our ACB board members. That includes Dan Spoon, who is our officer liaison, and Claire Stanley, who is our staff liaison. I really appreciate your assistance. Um, I, I would also like to thank our steering committee um, this morning because they, I, I couldn't have done this alone. Um, I, I don't have a desire to look at a constitution, as most of you guys know, so I would like to <laughs> so I would like to thank um, our steering committee, and those members are myself, of course. I'm the chair, and then also on my steering committee is Greg Lindbergh from Florida, Maria Christage from New York, Matt Selm from Kentucky, Lisa Cushman from California, Stephen Salas from Texas, Antoinette Cervantes from Texas, and Ankar Eriker from Hawaii, and they've all done a tremendous amount of work and helping put together our subcommittee. So guys, we, we are ready and we hope to continue to have your support. And I also want to give a shout out to um, our next gen mama in Kentucky, Patty Cox and our next gen grandmama, Carla Russell, because without them inspiring us to get it started here in Kentucky, we would not have been able to get this started on the national level. So thank you all so much for allowing me to speak. Thank you, Amanda. That was wonderful, very articulate, and thank you so much. And, and we are going to take the vote, and then we're going to celebrate. So, any other discussion? 
All those in favor of chartering Next Generation as the latest and newest affiliate of the American Council of Binds signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? All right. Hip, hip, hooray. Congratulations, Amanda, and your team. And it was great to hear you on Zoom so clearly. And we even heard the, the, the latest uh, Selm uh, family member. She was wonderful. Thank you. Oh, Dan, this is Claire. Just a quick comment for yes, everybody. Claire, please. In honor of Next Gen, and we were going to do this regardless, but we would like all Next Gen members who are around tomorrow evening, Sunday evening, to come and hang out at happy hour together to celebrate. Again, Next Gen members are 40 and under, being 40 and under at heart does not count, but everybody else is invited. Um, if you have any questions, come and find myself or Kelly Gask or Clark Rockfall. But please, everybody come. Uh, thank you, Claire. Yeah. Thanks, Claire. Thank you all so much. We're so happy to be a part of the ACB family now. Congratulations, Amanda. Thank you. All right, the final item on the president's uh, report is item new, newly added item F, which is a name change for our Connecticut affiliate. They would like to now change their name to the American Council of the Blind of Connecticut, ACB of Connecticut. So do I have a motion? Jeff Tom moved. Who seconded? Doug Powell seconded. So Jeff moved and Doug seconded. Any discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. All right. Thank you very much. We'll let uh, Adrian know that she's officially Connecticut. Andrea. Uh, Andrea. I follow you. Andrea. Is a, it will, and they'll get a new charter at our convention in July. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Now, whew, I'm going to turn it over to... Our executive director, Eric Bridges, to go through the staff reports. Item number eight on the agenda. I'll second it. Okay. <laughs> Any discussion? Hearing none, all in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay. Thank you all. Okay. All right. Well, So I want to start things off this morning by uh, recognizing the efforts of uh, folks on, on uh, the team, uh, in particular, uh, Kelly Gask for doing uh, site selection and finding this hotel and working very diligently with the staff. I hope things are going well for you all that are staying here. Um, it's, been, uh, it's been great to, to work with this staff over the last month or so. And, uh, you know, it's, it's our hope and, frankly, it's our expectation that you guys are going to have uh, a good stay here. So, uh, and by the way, the Crown Plaza is no more. Uh, quite literally, yes. Building condos, as I, as I recall. So... Uh, but with regard to uh, document production, I'd like to thank uh, Sharon Levering, who will be here with us the next couple of days, but not here today. 
the Braille, large print, all of that. It has been um, it has been a loud office to be in the last couple of weeks. But uh, without her assistance, as well as Claire Stanley's proof uh, proofreading, uh, thank you very much, Claire. And then, uh, really, Nancy Becker. Uh, Nancy's like my right hand. Uh, man, woman, <laughs> right hand woman, the uh, person. Sorry, person. Uh, at any rate, so, but uh, it's it's very. Um, we we are very fortunate to have a, a very dedicated and talented team of folks uh, that, that work for this organization day to day. So, thank you to to all of you. Um, Okay, so my report. Um, if somebody could get Jeff Bishop a mic, I'd like for him to uh, have a little colloquy with me. Okay, Jolyn's got him. All right, cool. There's this thing called information technology, and it it is a migraine headache for most. <laughs> um, and uh, when it works, it's awesome. Uh, when it doesn't, we all feel the pain. And we've felt quite a bit of pain uh, at various points over the last probably seven, eight months. And uh, it has been our intention to, to deal with this uh, for some time uh, in, in terms of our, our server and uh, its operation uh, and moving to the cloud. And I'm very happy to announce that we've engaged a, an IT uh, firm that is going to assist us in migrating our digital assets to the cloud. And to the cloud, by the cloud, I mean Microsoft Azure. So uh, this process is, is going to start here in the next couple weeks. Um, there's a firm in Minneapolis, uh, Rymark, that, that we've uh, contracted with to assist us. Uh, and we've also uh, had significant amount of conversation with Microsoft. And we're going to be receiving a, uh, a significant uh, discount in uh, we, we overall cost of, yeah. of uh, moving our, our assets to Microsoft Azure. Uh, thanks in large part to uh, their philanthropic arm, um, Social Impact for Good, uh, that assists nonprofits like ours in providing us, uh, providing credits for, for moving uh, assets to, to Azure. And a lot of this has to do with the fact that we've got a wonderful relationship with Microsoft, and they, they uh, sought us out and wanted to see what they could do to help. And so um, this is going to mean uh, likely uh, the first full weekend of, of March uh, a disruption um, in uh, activities, online activities, including acb.org, where we literally uh, pick up the server virtually, of course, <laughs> um, and move it into the cloud, into Azure, and then uh, spin up a, a clone server. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it'll be probably a two, three-day process where we'll, uh, we'll go dark, 
and so there will be communications that, that go out um, well ahead of time. And um, this is something that's absolutely necessary for us. Um, we are not in a, what I would characterize, a, we're not in a stable environment. And we need to do this for uh, ACB, the business, um, as well as ACB, the information referral organization, the advocacy organization. We need to do it for all aspects of, of our organization to modernize and, and to, to really have it reflect the organization that we're transitioning into. So um, I'd like to invite Jeff uh, to, to provide any further comment or if I screwed something up unintentionally. No, not at all, uh, Eric. Um, all the fun and games will start next weekend, actually. Right. Uh, we will be Updating doing storage. Yep. Um, next weekend uh, will be the first weekend where we actually um, increase the RAM on the existing server so that the transition process between our legacy uh, hardware to Azure uh, will be more performant. Uh, that we expect to have about an hour or two of downtime. Uh, during that window, we'll send out communication about that. And then the following weekend is when, uh, if I have my dates correct, uh, will be the, uh, the, the window in which we actually start the full, the full process. Um, I, I would expect 72 hours and hope and pray that we get 48 out of this. Uh, things never go exactly as planned, but that's what we're hoping for. Um, I wanted to address one other issue because it's uh, something that has, that's coming up quite frequently. Um, thanks, to, uh, thanks, for, thanks to another vendor uh, assisting us, um, we have determined the cause of many of the email issues that many people are seeing on email lists. Um, this is due to poorly configured internet service providers in their domains. Um, we, have, we have subsequently reduced the restriction on our spam filters. They may go back if we get an overwhelming hit on that. Um, but we're hoping that will resolve the issue. But uh, just to let you know, this is something that is beyond our control. Um, the internet has gotten very stringent on the rules governing what mail can be distributed. If your DNS records, which are the pointers that tell people where you live and how things operate, are not configured properly, then you're not going to communicate very effectively. Um, and that's what's happening here. Uh, it took quite a bit of detective work to find that out, but that's truly what's happening. We are still working on moving all of ACB uh, email lists eventually later this year to groups.io. So for many of you that know that service, um, it won't really have any transparent effect to users. Everyone will still mail to acblists.org, but that is something we're looking to, to uh, move to later this year. It will have a dramatic uh, improvement, not, o not only on cost, but also performance and uh, lots of features that will be uh, available for mem the membership as well. So lots of cool stuff happening this year. Excellent. So uh, folks that are, are part of this project are uh, Nancy Becker, uh, Jeff Bishop, and uh, Jason Castingway. So um, those are the primary folks from the, the, the staff and, and the membership. And I'd, I'd really 
like to uh, publicly thank Jeff Bishop for his, uh, his knowledge and assistance uh, through this last several-month period um, and also moving forward as we undertake this, uh, this big project. And um, what, I, what I can tell you all is that we're not going to do, you know, this project is being done uh, professionally. This isn't, uh, we're investing uh, resources, financial resources, into ensuring that this goes well. So um, it's not, you know, it's, it's not how we have, have done things in the past, which um, I understand why we did things the way we did in the past, um, and I appreciate all the work that has been done by others. Uh, but we've reached a, a stage where we need... Um, and really ought to have uh, an environment that is uh, conducive uh, for us to, to be able to be more nimble and, and grow. So that's, that's where we're headed. Eric? Yes. Thanks. I, I, I have no problem with uh, the need. I have no problem that it needs to happen pretty quickly. My concern is that we are approaching the busiest time of the year for AMMS and getting people certified for, as members of the organization. What, and, and I also know that whenever you, know, you have a major move like this, stuff comes up that you didn't anticipate and stuff usually is down longer than you expect. I'm concerned that we are going to hit uh, one of those glitches in the in the time period when it's most critical that we run smoothly. Um, Jeff, do you want to speak on that or do you want me? Okay. Thanks, Doug. The, the, the really neat thing that the way that we're doing this is that if we run into a problem, we simply turn the server back on and we're back. Um, there's, no, there's no inherent risk uh, to this organization or to time if, if things appear to be going wrong. Um, if, if, if we see that that is going to be a problem, we simply just turn the server back on. Uh, it's as simple as that. So again, uh, I think you can be reassured of that. And uh, all of us will be very, very closely monitoring um, this and uh, we'll, be, we'll be setting up a, a, a way that, that people can, you know, the team will be able to call into a Zoom conference call if any issues arise, that kind of a thing. And I'll be personally monitoring that. It'll be a long weekend. Go me. You all haven't picked the weekend yet, right? Right. Well, and, and to, to uh, Nancy just spoke with me uh, that AMMS is not located on our server. It is on a, on a, a Dave Bratter, uh, Electric Eyes server, and we pay Dave a uh, monthly fee to have AMMS there. Yes. Have we picked the weekend yet? Yes, we have. Oh. Uh, March. It's looking, well, it's not set in stone yet, but we are looking very seriously at March 7 and 8. Okay. So as one of those Comcast users who had all sorts of problems <laughs> um, for months, and uh, I don't know whether it was what you guys did on your end or what I did when I changed my server when I got my new computer and all that, but... I have no more problems, so I'm, hopefully other Comcast users have the same 
outcome as I do. Okay, is that it for this? All right. That's as exciting. Cool. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a big step, yeah. So, uh, my travels. Uh, I got to spend uh, a little over a day with Mr. Paul Edwards uh, at the end of January and went to the, uh, to the Cavallino Classic. Uh, the Cavallino Club, as many of you are aware, is a, it's a Ferrari club in Palm Beach. And they put on, annually, a car show. And uh, John and Alicia Barnes, who uh, lead the Cavallino Club uh, for the past decade plus, have given uh, the gate for the show to ACB as a donation. Uh, which ranges anywhere from twenty-five to thirty-five thousand dollars a year, and uh, so Paul and I were very happy to attend. Uh, they always afford us the opportunity to take about five minutes at the beginning of their awards brunch uh, to uh, talk a little bit about ACB and, and allow us to provide a, a brief update on on what we're up to. And so, on top of it get to look at some really cool cars. <laughs> Not going to lie. It's like one of the coolest things I get to do all year. Um, but uh, so Paul and I, and, and really this is, this is Paul's relationship. Um, and, uh, you know, many thanks to Paul for maintaining it for all these years. This is the fourth year I've had the opportunity to fly down and, and take part. Um, John and Alicia Barnes' son-in-law, David Garver, works for Microsoft and, and actually worked on accessibility. And I, I didn't know it at the time, but we were in several meetings together when we were going through some pretty difficult times with Microsoft in 2015. And then I showed up there. He's like, oh my God, I know you. Um, so uh, yeah, small world, very, very small world. Okay, thank you. Nancy's showing me proper mic etiquette. So, welcome to the club. Yeah, I know. <laughs> to you guys, I can't. I think you need a stand. Yeah, yeah. Might as well get I really, stand I don't want to stand. <laughs> uh, so, I, I had the opportunity to do that. And then, uh, in you guys, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, Mary Lee Talkington uh, came to our convention uh, on the heels of her appearing in an episode of NCIS, and many of you know her mother, who's been a member of ACB in California for many years. Uh, Mary Lee has been a working actor for over 20 years. And uh, after being at our convention and uh, appearing in some other shows, she was cast in the first season of the Apple TV Plus show C. And as we, as she and I were, were chatting about that opportunity, uh, it became clear that, you know, the, Apple was looking, actively looking for qualified blind actors to be able to audition for the roles of, of blind characters on the show, which, spoiler alert, 
every character is blind, pretty much, with the exception of uh, just a couple of actors, a couple of characters. So uh, I, I spoke with Apple, uh, Sarah Herlinger, as well as the Apple Entertainment folks about the need to f- figure out how do, we, how do we identify a pipeline of talent. Um, they were scouring uh, Canada, uh, the, 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 you know, the, the show was being shot in Vancouver and around Vancouver for the first season. They were in contact, obviously, with us and other blindness uh, organizations. But we, we came up with the idea of, man, wouldn't it be cool if there could be uh, an acting program mm-hmm. uh, put together uh, for blind and visually impaired actors. And uh, so had many discussions with Apple Entertainment in particular about the need to do this. And it wound up that uh, the Access Acting Academy pilot was put together and led by a woman named Marilee Talkington. So... Uh, last fall, late last fall, you all probably saw uh, an announcement that went out uh, seeking blind actors to apply for this Access Acting Academy. Really, it's a, it was a five-week master's-level intensive uh, acting program that took place in L.A. There wound up being about 12 actors that were accepted into it, six days a week, eight hours a day. Uh, Mary Lee and her colleague Jeffrey Crockett, um, who, by the way, were at our convention last summer, and I know some folks around the table looking at you, Doug Powell, fellow thespian, um, as well as uh, Clark came in for a couple minutes. Uh, yes, and uh, Kelly, Kelly G, as she's known now. Because she got famous, uh, and my and myself, um, we we actually participated in a gosh, what was it like three hours uh, of uh, of some really quality training that the two of them did with our with our group, and uh, that spawned this whole Access Acting Academy. Why am I saying this? Well, I uh, I had the great pleasure to be honored to be invited to their final presentation at the end of the five weeks, uh, a couple weeks ago in Los Angeles. So I, I went out there. Uh, it was in a 100-person seat theater. Um, every seat was full, and many of those seats were filled by casting uh, folks from networks and movie studios. So it is my intent, and I, as I believe it is also uh, Marilee's and and others that this won't be just a pilot that was like this one cool thing that happened this one time, but rather that this is going to continue. And and I have to say this would not have been made possible, I don't think, by any other studio or network um, other than Apple because of what Apple has done. You know, in their leadership uh, in digital accessibility. And so taking their leadership, and in particular Sarah Herlinger, um, she really helped to 
oversee this, which is not her job. <laughs> she sort of acquired this Hollywood thing uh, along the way, but uh, would like to recognize uh, Apple in their efforts as well as Merrily Talkington. So... Uh, in March, uh, Clark Rackfall and I are going to Anaheim to the CSUN conference where we're going to have a lot of meetings. Uh, Clark, I, I believe this is your first CSUN conference, correct? Yeah. It's going to be fun. Buckle up. Um, I think I counted, I've got nine meetings scheduled so far. Uh, I'm going to be there for about four days. And uh, looking forward to connecting. This is a way for me to meet with uh, a lot of our, our corporate uh, partners all under one roof uh, and hopefully save a little bit on me being on an airplane. So uh, going to be going and doing that. Um, other than that, uh, going to actually next, next Thursday uh, do a quick uh, day trip to Chicago to visit uh, and. and Incredibly generous donor, uh, Ross Pangier, uh, to uh, chat with him about his continued support of the scholarship committee, or the, the scholarships that, that he funds annually. Uh, they are the largest scholarships in our portfolio, uh, three $7,500 uh, scholarships, the Pangier scholarships as they're known. Um, so looking forward to seeing him. And that's really... About what I've got for the first quarter of the year, um, job listings, job postings, job hirings, people coming and going. Um, Nicole Baito uh, was with the American Council of the Blind for about 18 months and elected to leave in January. We uh, enjoyed working with her. Uh, through the course of the last year and a half, uh, and I'm pleased that Nancy uh, hired Alicia Knight, who started just, what, three weeks ago or so, Nancy? Yeah. yeah. So that's great. Uh, at the beginning of the year, uh, you know, many of you are aware of what, uh, you know, the health issues with Larry Turnbull and, and uh, the need for us to, to have... Uh, you know, professional support uh, for ACB Radio as well as uh, working with our, uh, doing work with our server and email lists and all that fun stuff that some of which we have already talked about. But, um, you know, I'm really happy that we were able to uh, engage uh, Debbie Hazelton as the managing director of ACB Radio as well as uh, Jason Castingway as the technical director for uh for ACB Radio. So welcome to the two of them. They're on Zoom. So a lot of really good stuff happening there that Jeff uh, will update the board on uh, later in the day. Uh, yes, well, and yes, and we've, we've thanked Larry, but yes, um, and we wish Larry well in his continued recovery. And then the fun one. 
No, they're all fun, actually. Actually, it's really cool to be able to go and find folks that are uh, that have good energy that that fit into the work that we're doing, and Debbie and Jason certainly do. Uh, Alicia's got a, a great spirit about her. I'm looking forward to meeting her. Um, I'm not coming to Minnesota until there's no snow on the ground. Um, Wait a minute. There isn't any snow, really. I don't believe you. <laughs> um, so, in, uh, in early January, uh, you know, as part of the budgeting process, the board approved uh, the, uh, the funding for uh, director of development within ACB. And uh, so, consequently, I put a, a position description out and interviewed um, quite a few really interesting candidates. Uh, there were actually two that stood out. And in the end, uh, I'm very pleased. The board is aware, but the announcement will be going out here in the next day or two. Uh, I'm very pleased to announce the hiring of Tony Stevens as our director of development. So, Tony... uh, Tony comes to us with a, a vast knowledge of, of ACB, uh, blindness. Uh, he left us to go be the executive director of a nonprofit in Baltimore where well over half his job was doing development. And uh, so looking forward to, to having him join the team. His first day is going to be March 2nd. He'll have the same email address, acstevens.acb.org. So feel free to harass him. Um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's what's going on. Um, I, I do want to um, acknowledge and thank Tom Tobin for all of his uh, efforts over the last seven-plus years. Tom, uh, Tom has graciously agreed to, to stay on for a couple months uh, to help transition Tony into the new role. So he'll be with us till uh, the first week of May. So thank you very much, Tom. And it's, it's our hope that he'll remain engaged uh, with us uh, going forward as, as a, a wonderful member of ACV. Can I make a comment, Eric? Sure. Thank you. Well, I just wanted to say uh, it's been a great seven years. This is a hard meeting for me, I won't lie. Um, I've really enjoyed working with Eric and Dan and all of you on the board. Um, as far as Eric goes, uh, I couldn't ask for a more uh, gracious, supportive, and generous executive director. And take it from me, guys, that's not always the case. So, um, Eric, it's been a pleasure. Um, you've been fabulous. You couldn't have been more supportive to me and to Jolene, and I'm sure that will continue under Tony's leadership. And, of course, Dan, you and I worked our butts off together (laughs) for many, many years, putting a development program together. And uh, so, but then to all of you on the board, um, it's been a great seven years, and I think uh, we've created a pretty strong foundation in the development program that Tony will inherit. I'm proud of that. hope you guys are proud of that. And, um, you know, I look forward to working with Tony as he gets up to speed. But, um, 
it's, as Eric said, it's been a great seven years. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to poof and vanish. Uh, I'll be around. I'll still stay engaged with Clark and Claire on the whole diabetes initiatives and Jeff and Chris and others. So um, this is just a transition for me in my current role. So it's been a great seven years, and thanks to you guys so much for the opportunity. It's been a real pleasure. Tom, this is Dan. Dan, and I just want to say thank you so much. You know, the journey that you've taken us on over the past seven years since 2013, you know, I just want to list a few of what we've been able, you've been able to accomplish directing us. First is making us really understand the value of relationships and building those relationships. So from, from what you did from an individual's donor touch standpoint with Ross, um, with Ross Pangier, uh, with, um, with Rode Schroeder and the bequest that came in there, all individual touches and donors, uh, relationships, 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 relationships. What you did helping us put together our annual giving societies where we have the different levels uh, from, from president down to advocate uh, for the different levels that we've created, an annual giving society that honors over 200 people a year that give over $200,000 to the American Council of the Blind, all started with your tutelage and expertise to helping us uh, further our own event and membership programs like our ACB Walk and MMS program and, and the health and prosperity that they've been able to attain to actually developing a direct mail campaign with testimonials where we reach out and touch our donors in a direct way and developing inside ACB a newsletter where we actually reach out and touch our top 3,000 stakeholders four times a year and tell them about the great work of American Council of the Blind. And finally, but not least, what you did to push us to get a legacy endowment fund in place where we can, as, as you will tell me over and over again, give people an opportunity to donate in our organization with a donation that will live in perpetuity. And we've accomplished that. And in one year, we now have 1.4 million in that legacy endowment fund. It's all due, it's all due to you and, and the hard work of this organization. But Tom, you've been our leader for the last seven years. You've been a friend. You've been a colleague. I just want to say thank you. And I got a special gift here. Tom likes two things. He likes sipping whiskey and he likes Cuban cigars. Well, I wasn't able to get down in Key West in February because my wife had a little incident there and we, we decided not to go for, for uh, Valentine's Day. So that's coming. But I want, to, I want to present to you a Woodford Reserve bourbon sipping whiskey. So, you know, as you have a sip tonight, think of us. And we will think of you, and we will always give a toast to the, to the development director that got ACB going in the right direction, Tom Tobin. And I want to hear a hip, 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 hip. Thank you, Tom Tobin. Hold the mic.
That's right. That's right. Well, thanks so much, Dan, everybody. This has been a tremendous honor, so I'm, I'm deeply touched. Ah, thank you. We'll turn it back over to Eric for other updates. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I just have one uh, one other update, and it's a it's a neat opportunity. Uh, just uh, end of last week, I was invited uh, to speak at the tenth anniversary of the Microsoft Ability Summit in in Redmond at their headquarters in May. So. Uh, the Ability Summit is, is put on by Microsoft for Microsoft <clears throat> pardon me, employees. And uh, I had the, the honor of, of speaking three years ago um, as part of a panel. And I don't know what they want me to do this time. I just got the invite from Jane Lee Flurry, and um, she said, we'll figure out what to do with you uh, in the coming weeks. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Uh, they could put me on a billboard. I don't know. Have me standing on a billboard. Um, but at any rate, uh, Jenny LeFleury, who, for those of you who aren't aware, she's the chief accessibility officer at Microsoft. But she really, uh, 10 years ago, she founded this thing called the Ability Summit inside Microsoft. In the first year, it had 100 people. And it eventually grew and grew. And I think there, what was it? This last year, Jeff, they had like well over 2,000 um, in, in attendance, but then well more than that streaming around the world. Uh, and really, the Ability Summit is for their employees that have disabilities. And so Jenny started it. Uh, one of the chief executive sponsors in the beginning was a guy named Satya Nadella, who would later go on to become their chairman and CEO, and uh, he's made it, I believe, almost every year to speak. And so it's, it's an event that, that has uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of influence inside the organization. It's increased in, in magnitude as accessibility has grown as, as part of the, the, the business of Microsoft over the last five years. And I like to think that ACB had something to do with that. So... Um, other than that, I mean, there's a lot of other stuff, Dan, but uh, these, are, these were the, the most Im important things that I wanted to, to bring to you all this morning. And I'm happy to take any questions. Eric, I've, I've said this before, but I think it needs saying again and again. You are to be commended for the excellent staff you put together and the amount of work that you and your staff do for ACB I think goes underappreciated sometimes that we don't recognize just how far you guys go, the committees, the late nights, the travel. And I just want you to know that we in ACB love and appreciate all of our staff and thank you so much for putting a great team together. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. It's
fun. It's, it's fun coming to work. They do have fun. <laughs> I, yeah, we actually do like each other most of the time. I'm, I, I have to, I'm probably the most annoying one on the staff, which I, I set the tone. So, yeah, no, I'm just joking. All right, Mr. President, that's, uh, that's it for me. All right, thank you, Eric. Uh, now we'll hear from Clark uh, for an advocacy update. Did you All want to right. do the rest of your staff? Okay. Well, I didn't. I didn't. If you wanted me to, I will, but they are your folks. Yeah, okay. All, right, there you go. All right, Carl, have at it. Yeah. Clark Rackful. <laughs> thank Barbecue you. Barbecue sauce spokesperson, rock on tour. Have at it, man. Um, Eric, just a. Uh, um, inform the folks in the room. When you attended Microsoft the, in the Accessibility Summit or ABLE Summit 10 years ago, what was the gift that Microsoft gave you? Oh, yeah. So this is uh, like two weeks after the 21st Century Communications Video Accessibility Act, the CVAA, you know, that little thing, uh, was signed into law in the, um, uh, October, and uh, the president of... Uh, of their phone division at the time, a fine British gentleman named Andy Lease, stood there and said, uh, we have uh, these great phones for you guys. The new Windows phone. You remember how great it was? It was so great that he had to announce to us. By the way, he gave us the, the, he gave us the frickin' phone. I apologize for my words. <laughs> it, was a, it was as useful as a brick because it was not, it was not accessible. And there was no way to make it accessible through the purchase of third-party software. Yeah. So that was the day I met Jenny Lee Fleury, actually. <laughs> it literally was. And, and Clark, Clark knows this. Thank you for the question, uh, the leading question. Um, Jenny, Jenny came to our office about a month ago and hung out with Clark and I for over two hours uh, talking about any number of things. And we were reminiscing about that. Um, it was a very dark time uh, in Microsoft with regard to accessibility. He told a whole room full of blind people that this phone that we were receiving was not accessible. Tone deaf, maybe? Yeah. Anyway, uh, Clark. So on that happy note. Have at it. It's, it you know, the, the reason I asked the question is it just shows that through ACB's advocacy and the focus of Microsoft's current leadership, how far that they have come in terms of accessibility um, in the mobile space, on their office suite, Windows products. Um, so the work that we do does, does matter and does make a difference. Um, so the, the Advocacy and Governmental Affairs board report is, is in Dropbox. I just want to highlight a few things, and then I'll, I'll take questions. Um, the first item is there's been a, a lot of public relations effort made on this one as well. But ACB had worked closely with um, Donna Brown in the Mountain State Council of the Blind, as well as some other national organizations and the Secretary of State's office in West Virginia. West Virginia, um, for absentee voting, only had the option of voting by mail with a paper ballot. Um, as of January, 
SB 94 was a bill that was passed by both the House and Senate and signed by the governor. Um, I think the governor actually signed it on February 3rd, and that will allow people with disabilities to electronically receive, mark, cast, and verify their ballots, and that system will be in place by the primary elections in West Virginia, which is in May, and also for the general elections. So that is a a huge win for ACB and our members, and it's something that we're looking to duplicate in other states that currently do not offer an accessible means of voting. And what a perfect year to be doing it in 2020. On the the board report, there's a a few other items that stand out. just in general, large buckets of items. So for example, transportation. Um, Two of our legislative imperatives deal with the reauthorization of the surface transportation bill and then autonomous vehicles. Um, Highway and transit funding from the federal government will expire in 221 days. So we're trying to, we're working with the transportation and environmental access. Politico Pro gives me a running countdown. That's how I know the exact number. Um, So we're working with the ACB committees, uh, as well as other disability organizations and the resolutions passed by the ACB members to see if we can get some accessibility provisions included in that reauthorization bill. Um, Claire, as the Consortium of Citizens with Disabilities, CCD Transportation Task Force co-chair, is working closely with other national disability organizations to um, review as well as advise the members of the House and Senate Commerce Committees, both Republicans and Democrats, as they draft autonomous vehicle regulations. Um, Also, Claire is the only service animal user and one of very few members of the disability community who has been named to the Air Carrier Access Act Advisory Committee, Claire? Yes, and their first meeting, this happened back in September, but their first meeting is coming up in March, and that is perfect timing because the Federal Aviation Administration has their open notice of proposed rulemaking on the treatment of service animals when traveling by air. So again, folks have seen email traffic on these issues as well as podcasts, um, Facebook Lives, and there will be more to come. And then the second big bucket is technology and digital accessibility. So ACB and our members are well represented on the FCC's Disability Advisory Committee. And actually the next meeting is Wednesday where they will be discussing the quality of audio description. Uh, ACB staff and members were invited to participate at accessibility events, uh, like Eric was just talking about, with just in the past six months with Microsoft, with Verizon Wireless on the Consumer Advisory Board, um, uh, TrackPhone Wireless, a new, um, we'll say, partner of, and growing partner of ACB, um, as well as LG Electronics, and we're working to grow a relationship with Samsung Electronics as well. And in many of these cases, ACB is um, one, if not the only blindness organization represented, and in some cases, the only membership 
organization represented. So again, that goes to the, the credibility of the work that ACB and our members are doing. So at that point, I will ask if there are any questions on the advocacy board report. All right, thank you. Thank you, Clark. And uh, with her report, Kelly Gask. I'm good. Uh, tell me if I'm talking into the microphone wrong. I'm definitely not standing. Can we think about a break at some point, too? Maybe after. Maybe after, Kelly. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so don't worry, Ray. I'm going to be brief um, because my report is in the Dropbox folder for the board. So if you haven't read it already, you are, are welcome to read it. So I'm just going to go over just kind of what I reviewed and basically I gave uh, some website updates on my report um, I would just like to reiterate that if you are um, part of a state or special interest affiliate or you are part of a committee and would like to utilize your committee or affiliate pages on the website you can send me more information. You can send me logos, like your mission statement, any social media pages you have. Um, that is something that we would like to work on um, because, you know, I've tried to been, you know, announce this a couple, I think it was started last year. I, I was asking people for this information. A couple people have taken me up on it, but it's a great resource for those of you, especially those of you that don't have a website where you can have some sort of a web presence and you can make your pages on acv.org much more useful to prospective members or people that want to join your committee. Um, I also touched on social media. I gave some social media uh, highlights about, you know, things that we've been posting and mem uh, likes and Twitter followers that we have. I can't, I'm getting them confused now, likes and likes and tweets. Um, and then we have, um, we also uh, recently started using Zoom. Uh, we, we got a Zoom account, which has been great for everybody. Um, it's a great way to set up meetings that if you join via computer or the app on your phone, the sound quality is great. Um, so that's something else we've been doing. And then lastly, I did touch on the fact that we are working with a new hotel uh, for the leadership meetings. So if anybody has any comments, questions, or concerns, you can either talk to me or shoot me an email and I can pass that information along to the hotel. Any questions? There are none. I, I have one question. Uh, yeah. Here, here. Straight on, Nancy says. Uh, with our social media, with, with the... There you go. <laughs> You're loud. <laughs> I'm sorry. Put this farther away. Now talk. <laughs> It needs to be exactly five and a half inches away from my nose to work properly. Uh, Kelly, uh, how, how are we doing as far as Facebook and Twitter? Are we growing members, likes, uh, yes. those type of things? And are we, so we're seeing a steady increase as we move yes. forward. Yes, okay. we've actually had for our Facebook page likes, we've had a 19 percent increase uh, over the last year and Twitter uh, followers we've had a 15 percent increase over the last year oh, very good <laughs> oh you want to take the mic? 
Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Totally. Quick, quickie question, uh, Kelly. Are we are we looking at all because I more and more seem to be doing it at, uh, at doing anything with Instagram? You know, that, that's actually something uh, Alicia, who's a new employee, kind of brought up. I know that they've started building more accessib- accessibility features in. Katie, did you have a comment on that? Could somebody bring Katie a mic? Okay. <laughs> no throwing of mics, yes. please. Uh, I'm going like, to let uh-huh. Katie talk because she, she has something important to say. Thank you, JoLynn, and you need some roller skates. Um, So one of the things that the newly chartered ACB Next Generation affiliate is putting together for the conference and convention is a panel on using Instagram and YouTube for people who are blind or have low vision. So we are working on putting that together, but I do think, um, you know, Instagram is a really unique platform in terms of its, you know, a lot of pictures and things, so... It's not that we can't do something with it. I think, I think it's certainly something that we can look into, but I think that's really going to be a special niche that we'll need to figure out how that might fit into ACB's communication strategy. So thanks for the question, Ray, and I think we'll continue to look at it as we move forward. Yeah, that's definitely something for our public awareness steering committee to discuss. Very good. Thank you, Kelly. Uh, we are going to take a 10-minute break, and we'll be back at 1130 and hear the rest of the staff reports. Uh, Caution, as you go out the door, they're setting up tables for an event in one of the other ballrooms this evening, so be careful. There's tables along the wall. The bathrooms are out the door and to the left. All right. Is everybody settling in? Yes, sir. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for being punctual and and getting back uh, as quick as you could. It was was like uh, taking sardines out of a can, but we did it. And we put them all back in again. All right, so we're going to turn it back over to Eric to continue the staff reports. Fantastic. Well, um, happy to recognize uh, Tom Tobin as well as Jolyn Bailey-Page for the development and grant report. Thank you, Eric. Um, I will be happy to take any questions on the written report that Jolyn and I submitted. What's wrong? That's right. Yeah. All right. Is that okay, guys? Okay. That, that's yeah. good. I'm on the mic. Okay. Any questions on the? Sorry, Joel. Any questions on the written report? Um, none. David. I'll run so I can create some area, guys. <laughs> or wind. Tom, Tom, I've asked Chris Gray to stand up with me here. Um, You'll understand why in a minute, and he may want to say a few words as well. Chris was president, and I was uh, the chair of RDC when the direct mail program came into ACB. Chris and I looked hard and long for every professional we could find to try to make this program work. Uh, it worked as well as it did. It continuously lost money. We, we looked at a three-year plan, and our three-year turned into five, and it, it still wasn't where we wanted it to be. But... Uh, a guy named Tom Tobin finally came along, and it worked. And we're, we're extremely proud, Chris and I are, that 
you took a program that we brought into this organization and made it work for us. Chris, you want to say anything? Sure. <clears throat> I, I never had any doubt about direct mail, although those first two or three years I probably should have. <laughs> <laughs> but direct mail has worked so well for, you know, sister organizations in our work, American Foundation for the Blind, for example, and elsewhere. As David said, by the time we'd done it for four or five years, it was making a tiny amount of money. But Tom, you helped get together some of the most compelling stories, more compelling than I had seen before. One of them from somebody in Missouri, so thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, thank you so much for taking a, a good program and making it really of great benefit to this great organization. Thanks, David. Thanks, Chris. I really appreciate that. And Chris, as you alluded, every great direct mail program depends, in my opinion, on having great testimonials. So with that, as you hopefully you all know, uh, we featured Jim Crock in the year-end appeal. Yeah, you who is right. So I want to publicly thank Jim for his willingness to be featured. Um, it's his great story that uh, really helped this organization um, tell his story, but also tell our story. And uh, it's because of those great testimonials that... Um, we took the direct mail program from where it was to where it is today. And it's still, frankly, it still needs to grow, but um, it's improved. And um, I couldn't do it without all of you and supporting me and finding good testimonials. That's a real key to having a good direct mail program. So um, so the year end appeal, thank you, Jim. Did very well, uh, comparably speaking. Um, we had almost $4,500 in net revenue, and that's just as of uh, February 5th. So. My guess is there's going to be some more that comes in, but um, actual net revenue was $4,437. So for those of you that are keeping score, that's a pretty good track record for the past um, couple of appeals that we've run. So, um, so, so the net revenue is one thing, but one thing I wanted to point out, which I hopefully wasn't lost on all of you when you read our report, is that um, the average gift amount uh, was $53.77. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the best average gift amount we've ever had since I've been working with for ACB. So, um, and that it is directly attributed back to having a great story to tell. Um, so, what we need to do—you've um, heard me say this before—we need more of those fifty-three dollar and seventy-seven gifts, which gets back to our need to continue to grow, grow the database, which is something that uh, Eric and Tony and I will certainly talk about. Um, and we've tried different strategies. We tried organic. Um, we've done a couple. Um, acquisition appeals, uh, which uh, acquired new donors was what they're supposed to do. They don't net gener generate revenue, but they acquire new donors. So we need to continue to grow that database. Dan and I have talked. Um, he has some interesting new ideas on what to do there, but um, that really is kind of have to be job one if we're going to grow the direct mail program, uh, in my opinion. So we've got the messaging seems to be very well accepted, seems to be very positive, but we need to get that messaging to more people. So. So with that, uh, 2019 overall uh, re revenue was gross revenue of $25,800. Um, and we were up, believe it or not, over 2018 by 30%. So that's pretty good. That, yeah, thank you. So that includes the direct mail. And also, we include Inside ACB. And that Inside ACB is... Uh, by definition, direct mail, but it has a soft ask. There's just an envelope inside. There's no direct solicitation. So, but Nancy counts that as part of our, our uh, direct mail program. Um, 
Moving, moving on to ACB Angel program, gosh, I don't know what's in the water this year, but we started 2020 off with a bang. We already have six prospective ACB Angels for this year. And I'll just take a minute to read these off. Carol McCarl from Oregon, we have $500 to establish her Angel. Uh, we have Derwood McDaniel, and my dear friend sitting behind me, Kenneth Semien, is leading the charge on that one. Uh, Pat Saunders, love to see her get up there on the wall next to Leroy. Um, Gene Mann uh, is helping with that as well as, as Jay Doudna. So love to see Pat get on the wall next to Leroy. That would be great. <coughs> California is working hard to make Kathy Skivers an ACB angel. I know that Julie Wilkinson, along with Jeff Tom, are in the point position to make that happen. And then there are, quote-unquote, rumors out of Arkansas that you would like to make Dick Seifert an ACB angel. So if there's anyone here from Arkansas in the room, I'd love to have a chance to talk to you about that because I didn't know Dick well, but I knew him, and um, I think he'd be another great addition to the program. And lastly, on the ACB angel front, um, I work with Tom Hansen, thanks to my dear friend Leslie Spoon, who's also sitting behind me. Um, I don't know who that angel's going to be, but I've been in touch with Tom through Nancy Becker, and he has all the information for what he needs to do to, uh, to, to create an ACB angel. Um, I also just wanted to touch on something Dan reported, and that was that we are working to um, diversify our communication streams, as, as Dan said, to do more uh, digitally. Um, the first step in doing that is to um, capture email addresses. You can't have much of a digital program if you don't have somebody's email address. So. Uh, we are working with a firm that I uh, have been put in touch with that um, can run our data file or a portion of our data file and capture emails. And they, they have a, a two-factor authentication process, so we're pretty confident that what we get should be, uh, should be pretty good. Um, yes, sir? We do have one more. Oh, thank you, David. I am so sorry. So seven, yeah. My, my apologies. That's my bad. Yep. Thank you, David. Um, so a robust year so far. Um, and last but not least, I just want to make a couple comments in addition to what Dan said about the Development Steering Committee. Um, I've been, as all my committee members know, a real taskmaster. We've met seven times since last October. Uh, Dan, Joe Lynn, and I have met three times to, um, as I like to say, put, put some meat on the bones, as it were. We, we have the development action plan is written. Now we need to fill it in and fill it out and make assignments, uh, generate you know, deliverable deadlines, all that good stuff that goes into our development action plan. Um, and we are probably 98, 99% of the way through it. We have one more section to get done. And once we get done with that, we will have a full and complete development action plan. Um, and uh, so let's see here. Yeah, that's, so I think that that's all I wanted to say, Mr. President, on my report. I'm happy if anyone has any questions now to take them. And Again, thank you, David, for the reminder about John Granger. I um, slipped my mind. I, I think we're at 950. Okay. I'll leave it to the treasurer to keep figure that out. <laughs> so, uh, Jeff? 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 Jeff Tom. Jeff Tom, yeah. Yeah, thanks. Uh, whoops. Oh, boy. Oh. You're right. Got to hold that away. Um, so just wanted to let folks know, anybody who might be in the area, or maybe we can do something to uh, record it or stream it or whatever. There will be a celebration of life for Kathy Skivers on May 2nd in San Francisco. On, that's her birthday. She would have been 
95 uh, this May 2nd. Wow. So, um, you know, we'll know, I'll know more when plans sort of come together, but I do know that that is going to be happening on that date. Great. Thanks, Jeff. Last surviving charter member, yeah. She certainly was around when I first got involved in the late 80s. So. All right, Mr. President, that concludes my report. Up right up. Okay. Thank you, Tom. <clears throat> and uh, I want to recognize uh, JoLynn. Uh, she does a wonderful job with, uh, with our grants and uh, working with Tom and myself and Dan and Nancy and others uh, with, with development. But she's, um, she's also here this weekend to, to assist us, um, not just with this board meeting, but she's here to, to also uh, be a, a great uh, staff member working with uh, all of you to ensure that everybody gets where they need to be. Uh, and then in addition to that, the work that she does uh, with our audio description work uh, with the University of Hawaii and, and the National Park Service. So uh, JoLynn is a multifaceted um, contributor to this organization. I just wanted to, to recognize that. And she's a fun dinner companion. stories that so. really need to stay at the dinner table. <laughs> <laughs> Aging hippie here. Um, in any case, thank you, Eric. Those are really kind words. And um, I know there's been an quip going around this morning about saying thank you three times. Thank you, Bill Reader. And um, <laughs> it's so easy to do. And I actually worked for Bill Reader many years ago at George Mason University. He was, he was the dean of the College of Performing Arts. And um, so I have heard Bill's tutorials. <laughs> and every word of it is true. It's applicable. And so I'm saying thank you to all to Eric, but also thank you to Tom Tobin. I can't, this will be my last board report with him. Um, and just thank you for bringing me on. He was responsible for recommending me and um, along with Dan Spoon. And it has been a wonderful five years. Um, and I look forward to continuing to work with Tom in other capacities. So that's what, two thank yous now? And I'm not done. So um, first of all, though, uh, does anyone have any questions based on the written re board report that you all saw in Dropbox? OK. All right. So I only have a few comments on that, just to um, say thank you very much to all of the program steering committees for the work that they have been doing. Because you may not realize it, but all of that work with the new goals set, identifying priorities, needs, and reaching out to, to folks to help you. And, and the conversation that's now taking place between staff and volunteer leadership, all of that provides critical information for reaching out to funders, to both corporate funders and to foundation funders. When I write a proposal, I need to be able to talk about ACB, to tell our story, 
and then to back that up with deliverable, you know, with metrics, which, which we call KPIs, um, but also just with examples of what their money allows us to do as an organization. And when you look over the last year alone, the tremendous strides that ACB has made and the outreach, the effectiveness in advocacy and in accessibility, in technology and other areas, all of that should be able to be written into some very compelling proposals. So the year ahead for me is exciting. I'm really looking forward to reinvigorating that proposal with new material and uh, looking to see if we can't begin to really see a rise in our acceptance rate on our proposals. Um, so with that, um, just thank you. And I, I hope that we'll be able to start communicating directly in the next month. I'd like to reach out to each of those steering committees to get your ideas to make sure that I am act, uh, accurately reflecting your goals and your statistics and your needs. So thank you all. Any questions? All right. Thank you, Jolyn. Membership services, Cindy Van Winkle. I want to stand. Have at it. Um, Jolyn, can you hand it across? Well, I thought you wanted to stand up. I don't yeah. want to stand up. No, I'm going to... Maybe we need to say, I want the stand. I want the stand. Okay. Can you guys hear me okay? Okay. Let's see. Oops. All right. So, I'm going to just... Um, I just want to briefly, briefly highlight a couple of things and then um, ask for any questions you might have. Um, yeah, you didn't provide us with much material. No, not at all. Sorry. <laughs> I am so excited, and, and I just love all of this, uh, and so I love sharing it with you guys. So um, one of the things that was never in my, specifically in my membership action plan, but ended up happening as a result of the affiliate survey was I ended up holding 33 one-on-ones with leaders in our, in our affiliates. Um, those took place throughout November and December, and I feel like they were just an amazing opportunity to learn and to share and to provide support to. Um, and it turned out to be 32% of our state, or 32% of those that took the survey ended up being on those one-on-ones, 40% of our state affiliates and 37% of our special interest affiliates were represented in those one-on-one -on -one calls. As a result of those calls, as well as others that I've received from presidents, I, again, something that was not in my membership action plan, but I went to Eric, um, and said, you know, Eric, I really would like to start a hump day happy hour phone call for our presidents on Wednesday afternoons. It will start on March 11th, and this is going to be a peer-to-peer -peer sharing time. So I'm encouraging presidents to, you know, come onto the call with their cup, mug, 
long stem glass, whatever they want, whatever they choose. Um, and share with one another. The calls will not be recorded. It really is an opportunity for presidents to share with one another. And uh, I think I, I'm just excited about that opportunity. So again, that was just something that kind of came up as a result of these conversations I've been having with presidents. Um, another thing that is close to being ready to go is Friends of ACB. So this is a program that will be up and running in March, and it is a way for people to connect with us who maybe want to learn more about ACB before becoming a member or, um, yeah, just want to, you know, be connected with our fine organization, uh, but maybe just aren't quite right, ready yet to become a member. And so um, it will be free of charge. Uh, anyone who's interested in learning more about ACB uh, has the opportunity to join. And, um, and they will instantly be able to receive electronically our, our Braille Forum and eForum. They'll be put on our announce-only list. And we will create a way for us to periodically reach out to them by phone, thanks to my posse, uh, so that we can answer any of their questions and hopefully get them connected. And then I wanted to clear the air a little bit, maybe um, hopefully clarify about the posse's role and the kind of calls that they're making. And, and Dan asked about like the some of the responses that that we are receiving. So anytime a posse member makes a call to either someone who has gone on our website and requested to become a member at large, or someone uh, who was a lapsed member, so they did not rejoin in 2019, we are just finishing up, I think those calls have now been finished up, thank goodness, oh my goodness. There was a lot of calls uh, to make. When we call those people, especially lapsed members, we have the information on what affiliate or affiliates they were members of in 2018. And our ladies, when they call them, are in, you know, saying, would you like to join back with said affiliate? Do you need contact information? I'll email that to you or they can provide it over the phone. Then they email the affiliate representative, whether it's the president or membership person or whatever, um, along with the email to the prospective re rejoining member so that we are connecting them with the affiliate that they wanted to join. Unfortunately, occasionally, more often than we wish, we do get people that say they don't want for under any circumstances to rejoin an affiliate that they were a member with. But you guys, we don't want to lose them as members of ACB, and it's not our place to judge why or why not they want to join an affiliate, right? But what we do is we give them the opportunity to learn about the affiliates, typically our special interest affiliates, and now we have 20 of them uh, that we will be sharing with them so that they might get connected to uh, one of our affiliates, and if not, then we give them the opportunity to join as a member at large. So I, I want to make it clear that what we're doing, 
should not take the place of anything your affiliates want to do to reach out to your members, past, present, or future. We are supporting you in that, and what we're doing is in addition to not in place of. So, um, let's see. Uh, the only other thing that I think I wanted to make mention is that we will be working on our first uh, rebuilding of an affiliate. So that's taking place in March. And, um, and then I worked on the affiliate liaison program to make it more formalized and did some, of course, training with this board uh, yesterday. And um, I think that it's just, I'm excited that we have something in place that will help ACB connect on a more regular basis with our affiliates. And um, I'm just honored to be doing what I'm doing. So any questions? Who is it? Go get the mic. Jeff. <laughs> I just want to say, um, as one of the individuals who was part of a, actually it was a two-on-one, it was Cindy again with my state president and myself, the, those discussions were so helpful. And it wasn't like Cindy telling us what to do and, and Cindy saying, oh, this is what you need to do. What, when you talk through things, you often come to the, to the realization yourself exactly what you need to be doing and what you could be doing. So I think I just want to compliment Cindy on having those. If, if you are an affiliate president that has not had one or for, for whatever reason, I would certainly say that it, it can hurt and it may well help. And, and I just am I'm very complimentary on the whole process. Oh, thank you, Jeff. And, and actually, thank you for saying that. Uh, one of the things that with these presidents and these one-on-ones, we talked, I mean, I never knew what the con- where the conversations were going to lead, but I, I um, ended up sending to every president that I spoke with uh, where it was applicable detailed notes and outline of some of the things that we talked about. So I didn't just share information with them, but they actually had it in front of them for them to share with their boards and whoever was appropriate for them to share with. Um, so happy to have any one-on-one conversations with any of you, whether you're president or not. Um, so please do contact me. Right? Right, yes. I'm coming. Just give her a second, right? right. <laughs> Got it. Okay. You know, it's a, yeah, definitely. Um, she's only been, I'm going to embarrass Cindy now a little bit. <clears throat> she's only been with us about eight months. Eight months. Thank you. Um, I am so pleased to see that the work that we are doing and need to do around membership has become so professionalized. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's not an easy thing. I mean, membership in this organization, John McCann said it many a times, it's, it's kind of in the hands of 70, now 71 different, different entities. But what Cindy has been able to do in the short time that she's been with us on staff is to really professionalize it. Um, I agree with Jeff about the one-on-ones, uh, how open and honest she was and, and encouraged us to be the same way and and um, just I, I feel like our membership is really headed in a great direction and it's due in large part to Miss Cindy Van Winkle. Thank you, Ray. 
got another hand up. No. Give me a second here. Okay. It's Barbara Salisbury. I'm not a member of the board, but as a president of an affiliate, I just want to say how helpful and just energizing the conversation was with Cindy. I've had the opportunity to reach out to her on other issues as well. She is absolutely fantastic. And if you have not had a conversation with her as president of an affiliate, I would strongly encourage it. It, it was just a, it's, it's a wonderful asset. She's oh. a wonderful asset. Oh, bless your heart. Thank you, Barbara. <laughs> you are too. Thank you so much. I, I think that's the other thing, you know, um, getting to know uh, our different affiliates in a new way. It, it's energizing for me too. Uh, it, and it makes me, I put it in my report, but it really truly inspires me to want to do better for ACB and our affiliates. So thanks so much, Barbara. I'll disagree with Eric. Don't slow down. <laughs> I, I got good energy. I got good Cindy, it's Dan. Would you mind just sharing again the, the top four or five themes that your posse has found from the thousand calls you guys sure. made? Sure. Yeah. People that thought they are members and they are not. That's that's a common one. Um, and sometimes it could be that they really thought they were and they weren't. They, Maybe they paid their membership later in the year and that money didn't get and nor their information got into the database. Um, so any, any of the uh, lapsed members that we've called, they were strictly, I mean, they were truly taken from our database. It was exported uh, in October. So, uh, so that's one. Uh, another would be that, you know, we, we've had people, we've learned about, we've done some, is it called purging when you kind of clean things up a little, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. Um, so we've, we've been able to identify uh, disconnected numbers, lots of those. So we update the database when that happens. We've also uh, learned of people who have passed away. So that's, you know, something else that has been helpful. Um, and, and we have people that maybe can't join as a member at this time maybe they're older they're living in assisted living they don't have the money um, there's some sad stories uh, but now uh, here soon we'll be able to offer them to become a friend of ACB and keep them connected which I really love um, and and then of course you know learning why somebody may not want to join an affiliate and then we redirect them so we really try to um, not uh, continue on that path of why they don't want to rejoin, but hopefully why they want to join another affiliate and remain a member of ACB. So, is that was there any other ones that Dan you were thinking of that I didn't mention? No, I, th those were really good. Kay. The only other one I think I've heard you talk about is the fact as people transition you oh, our moving. population yes. moves yeah, more than we think so we yeah, yeah so we've we've learned of people that have moved to another state and so um, that's another thing that we get to help with you know they can remain a member of their previous affiliate if they so choose and that affiliate allows them to do that um, like I have I've stayed a member of Washington Council, but I have also rejoined, or I've joined ACB in Minnesota, and we, by contacting these uh, lapsed members, and we learn that they've moved, 
we're able to give them the contact information for their current state affiliate. And so I think that's also been really helpful. So, thank you. Thank you, Cindy. Wonderful, wonderful. We're, I think we're almost at a breaking point now. So uh, a breaking point in, in, in multiple ways. That I, I, I heard some giggles from our ACB officers to my left. So uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a point to take a break. <laughs> yes. So, uh, but before we break, I would like uh, uh, Donna Brown, if she could have a mic to maybe say a few words, and I would like to send this out with the uh, ACB walk song. Do you need the stand, Donna? No, I do need not need the stand. I'm not going to be on very long. Okay. <laughs> uh, so um, the ACB walk will take place at the convention. You'll hear a little bit more about it tomorrow, and you'll read about it too. Um, the walk song, once again, was written by Josh Haza, a music teacher at the West Virginia School for the Blind. Um, Mr. Creative, if, oh man. Um, so join us in listening to, and, and for we people of some age, um, the song might sound like a song you've heard before. Uh, yes, we're a walk in up a storm at the convention sponsored by the ACB. Yes, we're a a storm in Schomburg this year. We'll walk a mile all through the hotel and down the hallways through convention center rooms. Just we're a walk in up a storm in Schomburg this year. I've got my water bottle ready. My feet are feeling steady. Yes, we're a walk-in up a storm at the convention sponsored by the ACB. Yes, we're a walk-in up a storm in Schomburg this year. Yes, we're a walk-in up a storm in Schomburg this year. Take a short break and then we'll have executive session. Uh, we'll have the doors back open at two o'clock. Two o'clock, everybody. Yes, we're a walk in up a storm at the convention sponsored by the ACB. Yes, we're a walk in up a storm in Schomburg this year. Board members, you have 10 minutes to take a break before we start executive session. And down the hallways, through convention center rooms, just we're a walk-in up a storm in Schomburg this year. I've got my water bottle ready, my feet are feeling steady, we're walking up a storm today. But I won't 
Yeah.